Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us. we got a fun lineup for you today. Jaime Diaz from Golf Channel is going to come by. He will talk to us about the upcoming Tour Championship this weekend, plus how the FedEx Cup plays out. A little bit on Wingfoot coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Always great to talk with the veteran golf journalist, America's favorite caddy on the back nine. Get into a little caddy discussion and winning $15 million, what that can mean to a caddy. Plus, Ryan Ballinger golfnewsnet.com stops by as well we'll continue to talk more about the playoffs with uh, ryan plus bob we got to look back at last week i mean it was oh, yeah. quite a finish we'll get into all of that player of the year discussion and how the players can have a chance to win 15 million dollar bonus in the fedex cup and what that all means it's all coming up this week here on real golf radio presented by callaway golf and thank you for joining us and tuning in however you access the show all the podcaster sites carry us just search real golf radio and follow us on twitter at real golf and bob when i think about what i saw last week at the bmw championship i'm going to borrow some of my favorite words from one of my favorite movies i swear i've seen a lot of stuff in my life but that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, what else can you say with uh, DJ needing to make birdie on the 72nd hole? He hits it into the rough off the tee, and you're thinking, at this point, there's no chance he's going to make birdie. And then not only does it make an improbable putt, but then Rom tops him with another 20 feet further improbable putt in the first playoff hole. I mean, what else could you? Were you not entertained? Oh, I was so entertained. The thing that was cool about it is, you know, where DJ's ball hit, it hit just to the left of the rough um, on his second shot on the 72nd hole. If it would have hit in the rough, it would have gotten closer to the hole and and maybe had a chance for like a little tap-in birdie. But I'll tell you what, it got up there on top, the way he hit that putt, how it, how it started out to the left, got over the top, it broke to the right, and then it came back and it just lined up and hit the flag dead center was awesome. And then it happened again, as you said, 20 feet further from 60 feet and John Rom. It was, uh, it was pretty stellar. It was one of those exclamations you might've heard 
a little bit more cheering uh, out of uh, the gallery had there been one. That was one of those moments, oh, yeah. Bob. And you go back oh, yeah. to the work day there at Muirfield Village when, you know, it was Colin Morikawa with a big putt follow, you know, following Justin Thomas after he dropped in a bomb. Mm-hmm. So we have had some epic playoffs coming down the stretch since golf's return. And I'll tell you what, that was one for the ages for sure. We'll talk about that and more as we continue. Thanks for joining us. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. We're just getting started on a tour championship weekend edition of Real Golf Radio. In golf, we love the way technology helps us better enjoy the game. The same goes for our other pursuits. If fly fishing is one of those, let me introduce you to the River Quiver. Fly fishing is about the journey, moving from spot to spot until you land that fish you've been looking for all day. But what do you do with your rod? Break it down? Hang it out the back window? You're not going to let it roll around in the back of your truck. Just slide it in your River Quiver, fully assembled and ready to fish. This premium rooftop fly rod holder is designed to protect your rod and give you more time on the water to catch more fish. Locked, loaded ready to fish find your river quiver at riversmith.com to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years and counting callaway can't stop pushing the limits that's why they've used artificial intelligence to create the new maverick irons ai has uniquely engineered a flash face cup in every maverick iron to maximize distance throughout your entire set while each club's center of gravity is precisely positioned to optimize launch new distance is out there it takes a maverick to find it get new distance at callawaygolf.com callaway the number one irons in golf how did we create our most advanced tour ball ever we invested and built one of the most advanced golf ball facilities in the world inside and out We've re-engineered every aspect of ChromeSoft to create our fastest, highest quality, and most consistent tour ball ever. A new era of innovation has built a ball for total performance. The new ChromeSoft. This ball changes everything. From the brand that sells over 2 million backpacks per year, OGO's new Fuse Stand Bag will have you feeling as fresh on the 17th hole as you did on the 2nd. Integrating industry-leading strap technology, OGO's Fuse Stand Bag is the perfect companion for the walking golfer. With wide and dense padding and the self-leveling fit disc technology, the Fuse delivers unparalleled walkability. This season, make sure your stand bag is as light as Fuse. Learn more about the best bags in golf at OGO.com slash golf. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before now back to real golf radio with brian and bob 
Hey, welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you in part by Callaway, who introduces the Big Bertha B21 irons. We told you all about that with Dave Neville last week. The first Big Bertha iron designed with AI. If you're looking for more distance, the Big Bertha B21 irons are here to give it to you. They're engineered for players who want fast ball speed, high launch, straight shots, and with that comes a new level of confidence. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. The first Big Bertha iron designed with AI, and it's available now, the Big Bertha B21 irons. And uh, I'll tell you what, Bob, uh, we just were talking about the BMW Championship last week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was... So it was so fun to watch and took in a little NBA playoffs this week as well. Uh, unfortunately, our team did not advance. So that was a bit disappointing. But you watch the way that uh, Mitchell and Murray went at each other in that playoff series, a couple of 50 pointers and some, uh, you know, 40s and 50s going back and forth. I mean, it was haymakers and back and forth and back and forth. And that's what we were uh, got to experience a little bit with Rom and DJ, not directly going head to head the whole time, but man, uh, you just you almost had the sense too, didn't you? That yeah. something crazy was about to happen, and you know, Rom standing up there, and I just thought he's going to make this thing. You know, it's impossible, but it's like <laughs> DJ did it. He's going to make this. It's just this stuff happens, and I, I don't know. Does that say more about just the moment, or did, did that say something to you about John Rom and and the type of player he is, being able to seize the moment like that? Well, his first win on the PGA Tour came in San Diego, and he had knocked the ball on the back edge of the green and had that big putt down that flat area, down the hill, and then um, to the lower s- section, and he made that one. Um, so making big putts like that was something or is something that, that he's always done. So when he stroked that putt and it got to the top of the hill, he hit it way over to the left, it got to the top of the hill, and then it crested over that hill, and it got just a little bit right of the hole coming down the hill. And I, I, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, he made that putt. He made it. And all of a sudden, it, you know, it, it lines up dead with the, dead with the flag and, and goes in. And, and then I thought to myself, you know what, DJ's got no chance with this one. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, it was, it was amazing. I think it's a little bit more of the moment. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it was pretty fun to watch. I mean, it, it was compelling. Um, to be able to see those guys do that back to back on on those two holes, the seventy second hole and the hole after. I believe to playoff. your to your point, Bob. Uh, John Rom was quoted afterwards as having said, "I like big putts, and I cannot yeah. lie." So <laughs> I believe that's uh, that's and, it was something like that. And the other thing, the day before, um, or a couple days before, he had that one stroke penalty for picking up his ball without marking it. Mm. And and he said that was a that was a eye opening situation for him, a wake up call for him. Uh, he ended up having one, you know, that one shot um, taken away from him. And, you know, it it was well, if you know, if if DJ's able to to win this thing, you know, John Rama look back and say that that one shot cost me. But he he used that for his benefit and was able to uh, turn turn it around, play great on the weekend and win the golf tournament. What what do you say about that penalty, Bob? Because that was obviously, I, I, you know, we've seen a lot of things. I don't want to go back to the Tommy Boy quote here, but because that <laughs> wasn't awesome, but it, it's startling a little. And you, you just have these routines that you just get out of. I, I mentioned yep. to you the, um, a few weeks ago that I, I thought somebody had 
pulled the putter out of my bag at the turn and only to playing with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. See, I don't see how bad my memory is, but I'm on autopilot. I, I, I got out of my routine just a little bit where I took my wedge into the bunker, which I would normally do, but I, I had the golf cart near the bunker and which, you know, was near the green. Normally I would have had that thing parked already. So I wouldn't have even thought that I would have removed my putter already to that point. And so sometimes I guess when you just, when you're on such autopilot, yeah. And you break that slightly, suddenly you have a situation like John Rahm where he just picked up his golf ball without marking it. I mean, it's a simple thing. You learn it in junior golf. It's not like I, I can't imagine he's ever done that before and just and probably didn't even realize he did it until after he did it. And then it was just like so startling to think, what have I done? And yeah. uh, a one shot penalty nearly did cost him that. And that's. You know, you start talking about player of the year race, which we can get into here in a little bit. But, right. you know, having that second win for John Rahm, plus the, the what it does to put him in position, just a couple shots going into this uh, weekend um, behind DJ in the way this yep. is all stacked out was super important. So anyway, tremendous drama, uh, tr- really, really good stuff. It's still unfortunate that we don't have the roar of the crowds to accentuate things that like that. Really cool. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, and by the way, I, I don't think this is one of those that DJ playing in that final group let get away. I mean, he does have a little bit of a bad rap about that, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure this is one you pin on him. I mean, John Rahm goes out and shoots 64 and, and, and really took that tournament. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, you know, it's, it's always great when a guy that's, that's trailing you, um, or, or trailing somebody that's leading goes out and wins a golf tournament. Like he goes out and takes it. Uh, Dustin, you, you can't fault him. He won the week before. Um, he was firing on all cylinders again last week. And, you know, John Rahm just bettered him by a shot. Nothing really he could do. After lapping the field a week earlier by 11 yep. shots. Yeah. All right. Yep. So now we get into the FedEx Cup this week. And I, I misspoke and I, I apologize. I'm so used to this playoff scenario where if you get yourself into the top five, you control your own destiny. And in some ways, I guess that's true. But it's changed from last year where they started to go with FedEx cup strokes and yes. and that's the way the field is flighted based on your performance and your ranking and your seating coming into the tour championship so uh indeed being in the top five helps but being number one is the best because dustin johnson at number one starts the tournament at 10 under par two shots clear of john rom three shots clear of justin thomas and oh by the way for the first time in fedex cup history one two and three in the fedex cup are also one two and three in the official world golf ranking so that line, lines up very nicely. But, Bob, the, the last four players come in at even par, so there's a 10-stroke spread there. Still a little bit different. Feels handicapped. We talked a lot about that last year. What's yeah. your take on this stroke and the way it is set up this way? You know, it's kind of weird that they start out with that, with kind of spotted shots to begin with. But once the event gets started and you see guys start to make birdies or make bogeys or whatever, and they move up and down the leaderboard, then it feels like normal. And and that's one of the things that I noticed from last year, that it felt normal other than when they first teed off on the very first hole. So um, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's great. It, It 
it's pretty interesting, and it's a great way to do it. It's some serious pole position, if you want to look at it that way. But yep. you've got to give some weight to the previous events. you got to give some weight to what you did all season, and that is the way that you do that. It's like the home court advantage in other sports. In this case, it's stroke advantage. And so yep. playing your way to that position, there's a reward for that. DJ having the advantage, but the pressure of a lead going into the Tour Championship at the beginning of the event. All right, we'll take a short break. Uh, We'll continue next. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joins us for a conversation. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, Take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Roos Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435-940-5077. That's 435-940-5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools? They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state of the art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you right here on Real Golf Radio. Tour Championship Edition, the final 30 have moved to Eastlake in Atlanta. And, of course, they're playing for a first place. Nice Tiffany Crystal Trophy. And, oh, yeah, 15 big ones going to the winner, as in $15 million. You remember, Bob, when $10 million was exciting? Yeah, $10 uh, million used to be exciting, but now... You know, it's got to be 15. That's all. 10 million so yesterday. I mean, we got to bring out 15. In fact, the fact that it's 2020, uh, maybe we should have been playing for 20 million. It just seems like it rings better. But hey, uh, I don't think anyone's <laughs> complaining. So, uh, by the way, it, just for making it to the tour championship, what parting gift do we have for you? How about 400 grand just for showing up? Thank you very little. Uh, appreciate the good work. Way to crack the top 30. And uh, you get a host of other prizes, but a $400,000 check just for finishing last. And you get to play in the. Um the winners only event in Hawaii too this year because of the condensed schedule because they didn't have enough winners to fill the field I think that makes a lot of <laughs> sense so why not hey we'll continue this conversation really excited to welcome in our next guest he's a good friend of ours uh, you can uh, catch him on Golf Channel and uh, one of the great writers uh, a veteran uh, golf journalist uh, with uh, Golf Channel now Jaime Diaz joining us now Jaime how are you I'm good Brian nice to be with you guys hi Bob it's great to be with you as well and we appreciate your time I mean you heard us just kind of cutting up there a little bit, but uh, I'll say this, Jaime. It felt like the FedEx Cup playoffs were going to take some time to be adopted by the game of golf that is so history-rich and everything has tradition, and the FedEx Cup was always labeled as this contrite thing, and now it feels like it has its place, and the the best players in the world are playing at the time they're supposed to be playing, or when when they normally wouldn't be playing back before the the playoffs were were put together. So to me, all these years later, it feels like this is just part of the tour, and this is what happens. You know, I was always a fan of the Tour Championship, and that got started, you know, actually late eighties, and. Uh, you know, that was an elite event with 30 uh, players at a, usually a really great golf course like Pinehurst or Olympic Club or something. And it was special. So I think this is a continuation of that. I, I, I understand where people feel like the scoring system is contrived. But I still feel like everybody who's there earned something special. And, and it matters, you know, who ends up on top at the end. It, it's not a major. It's not, you know, perhaps what the tour – some people would say the tour was pushing it hard to be something greater than it was. I, I, you know, to me, the tour was doing its job. It was was trying to brand its event, trying to have it established, and that's natural. That you know, it's it's sort of something that you know, it, there's a selling job going on. But it, it to me, it didn't t- ever take away from the importance of the event and the timing of it at the end of the season. I think it's nice that that golf has a a, a, a finale, a climax, and now I think they've refined it to the point where. The winner is the FedEx Cup winner. Uh, and that's, I think, you know, people can criticize the scoring system where somebody starts 10 under and the next guy's 8 under and all that. But it makes great sense because it makes, I think, for really exciting Sundays. Well, and I was going to say there's lots of been lots of iterations to get it to where it's at right now. And last year, was the, the big topic was, as you said, guys starting at 10 under par and then based on how they 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 go into the Tour Championship – uh, you know, the the last place guy, the 30th, 30th guy uh, starts at even par. But, you know, making it to the tour championship, as you said, allows guys to uh, to set their schedule. They're playing in all the majors. Uh, they get to play in this year in 2020 uh, in the winners only event there in, in Kapalua. Um, it's 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 kind of the creme de la creme for the PGA Tour players. 
I agree with you, Bob. And I think also it, 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 and this has always been stuff on tour. It's sort of, I don't think they're a little secret, but it's an undercurrent. These guys have got such comfortable lifestyles. Now you got to get them motivated to want to play. And the point system is in the FedEx cup and the finale at the end of the year. And what comes with it is the motivation to keep entering tournaments and to keep playing hard. And, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, all these guys wouldn't play. Of course they, you know, they love golf, but you know, it's, it's a grind out there. So, uh, when the, when the season starts getting compressed at the end and it's, you know, three or four playoff events in a row, uh, you know, there's gotta be motivation for that. And I think it does guarantee good fields because everybody wants to be at that tour championship. And I think the tour has constructed something that's very effective and, you know, I want to watch it. I, I don't know how else to, you know, use the metric except that it gets my interest and it matters. And I think this year, especially, we got number one and two and in the number one and two uh, positions going into it, yep. Rom and, and DJ. Uh, I think that's a really nice showdown. Yeah, how about one, two, and three, actually? I had Justin Thomas in there. First time those have all lined up in the FedEx Cup era, so that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, I, I did, when I was talking about how I liked it, I, I still am having a hard time wrapping my head around the scoring, you know, and even Justin Thomas talked about, you know, last year was tough for him, starting out with a you know a 10 under par and a lead. You know, he, he, his quote was, uh, there's nothing like it that we do that would prepare you to start at 10 under par on the first day of a tournament with a two shot lead over the next guy and 10 shots over four guys. So, you know, he, he put a lot of pressure on himself thinking, God, they're spotting me here. You know, it's almost like a handicap. And, and so if I don't win, it's going to look really bad. And, uh, I, I think, you know, he said he's a little more comfortable with it now and he's interested to see how DJ is going to handle that very thing because from a mindset standpoint, it's certainly different anyway, huh? Well, I think you're right. I mean, you can look at it negatively like, oh my God, they gave me a head start. If I lose now, I'm going to look, you know, weak. But you could also look at it like, hey, I earned this. I'm better than you. And just like Tiger Woods probably felt like he started out with, you know, a two stroke advantage at least on everybody in the field. Uh, just, just pretend you're Tiger Woods. You're just better. And, uh, now you can, uh, you know, reap the fruits of that, uh, of that, uh, status. So, you know, obviously, uh, I think there is a sense that if you got a head start, you know, you should, you should win. But Keep as we all know down. in golf, I mean, it just moves so fast. I mean, you know, a triple bogey and it's gone, you know, or, uh, even, even a, a flat round of 72 and it's gone. So, you know, I, I still think you just got to go play and not in any way protect or or try to coast or act as if, you know, you're got this, you know, insurmountable kind of advantage over most of the field. It's not insurmountable. If you don't play well, 10 shots is not that big a deal. Uh, but I think it's it's earned and it, and it gives the advantage to the best player. And uh, that makes the playoff events before that meaningful in terms of how you perform in them. So, you know, it's like seeding in, in uh, you know, the home court advantage in the NBA or the NFL. Uh, it, it's a reward for good play, and I think that's, that's justified. And to, to me, it might, might not be like anything else in golf, but it works in a, in a reasonable, sensible way. You know, it was pretty exciting last week to watch uh, DJ and John Rahm play that uh, – play coming down, down to the last hole – uh, both DJ making that that long putt and John Rahm making that 60 footer uh, on the final hole to win the golf tournament. Um, that that was compelling stuff. It would have been really cool to have fans around that 18th green and have that go on and the roars that would have happened with that. Yeah, you know it it is obviously not perfect 
staging and, and drama without the fans, but it's pretty darn good. I don't know. I felt, as I watch now, you know, when there's no fans, I find myself more in the player's head than I would have been perhaps because you almost feel the silence and the heaviness of it and the internal pressure that a player feels, no matter if there's fans or not. I mean, I think this matters just as much. I mean, the fans certainly, there's no question, I'm sure there's a physical reaction when you hear a roar that, you know, raises your adrenaline and raises your, your confidence and all kinds of things. And, and, you know, conversely, when you hit a bad shot and you hear a moan or you start hearing some cat calls, that can be debilitating too. But I always, I've always felt like the really greatest players get in their own bubble anyway. But that yeah. was really, uh, that was so rare to see two incredible putts like that. Uh, DJ, to me, is putting way better than I've ever seen him putt. I mean, he's he's always been such a consistent ball, not always, but he's matured into this, you know, very long but quite straight drive, driver with that fade, much like Nicholas was in his prime. And you don't see him spraying it too much. And usually he loses his shots uh, closer to the green and just not the greatest guy at having to make an eight-footer that has to be made. And now he is. Uh, he's really putting beautifully. Uh, you, you notice in his pre-shot, he kind of pushes his right elbow in. Seems like he gets him on a nice track. The putter's on a better plane. And he just seems very confident. And he had a beautiful putt. I mean, that was. there's some luck involved when a putt is that downhill and that fast with that many different breaks in it. But he hit a good putt, and it went in. And even and Roms was even luckier. Uh, but it was a good putt. And so to see those things, it's so rare. You know, one time I was at the Masters in 86, and on the eighth hole in the final round, Seve and Tom Kite were playing in the last group. And nobody remembers this because Nicholas won. But they both had like 70, 50-yard shots on the uh, – maybe 70, 90-yard shots on the eighth hole for a third shot. And first Kite hold it <laughs> from 90 yards, rolled in, and then Seve hold it from 70 yards. I've never wow. seen back-to-back hole out from that long, and especially in the last round. And the television didn't have it for because in those days they didn't, they didn't cover the eighth hole. So it reminded me of that, how rare that is. Uh, although we saw it this year with Morikawa and, and uh, uh, excuse me, uh, gosh, and I'm blanking at the Memorial. Oh, and Justin Thomas. Yep. I mean, Justin made that 50-footer, and then Morikawa made a 30-footer. So, you know, maybe just these guys are just getting better. But uh, that was something, yeah, it would have been nice to hear the roars. But I'll always remember it. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. This is a bit of a philosophical question, but do you think the top players, considering how this year shook out, you know, and players like Brooks Kepka and Tiger Woods and others finding themselves in a situation where they weren't able to play, and, and obviously this is an anomaly, but might this change the top players' uh, approach to sprinkling in a few events in the fall uh, rather than waiting until the new year to ensure that they have some points in case, not, you know, not that we ever hope anything like this happens again, but it, it, it paid off for the players that played early and uh, kind of bit the guys that didn't have any points under their belt by the time the playoffs rolled around. Well, of course, Brooks was fighting injury, and Tiger was at a stage in his life where he can't really play a full schedule. I think ideally, you know, they'd certainly like to play, you know, consistently and be ready uh, for the FedEx Cup. But, you know, in, in the case of those two guys in particular, it seems like their priorities are majors. Uh, and that's something the tour always has to balance out, you know, because the, the tour doesn't run the majors. They, you know, they run the FedEx Cup and they run the Players' Championship and they want their players in those events. And fair enough. Uh, but, uh, and I think the players want to be in those events because the money's so good and, and the advantages that you say, like Bob was talking about, what it gives you for the next season if you get in the top 30, all those things matter. Uh, I think with Tiger, um, actually, I think it's a blessing he's not playing this week uh, because I think he just needs 
time now to really, you know, be ready physically every time he, he gets out there. And especially at this point, majors are so important to him. He doesn't have that many bullets left in his gun probably. And uh, I think he would rather, you know, play really well and have a chance at Wingfoot than, than go there tired. Uh, and with Brooks, you know, he's, he's had a, a mystery year in the, in the sense that, you know, clearly he, he was so dominant. But as we know, golf's so fragile. I mean, the, trying to keep your game at the top of, at the highest level is, it's got so many variables involved. And, and he had that knee thing, and it suddenly, you know, he was a different player. Uh, and I, I think it probably still bothers him because he said it's coming around, but it's still not quite there. Well, that's enough. You know, and when you're at the very yeah. top of the game, there's just not much margin for error before you start getting passed by other guys. So, you know, I, I, I don't think I, – I get your point, Brian. I, I think in general guys are going to play more uh, to make sure that when they're, when that ball moment comes and the playoffs start, they're in them, number one, and they're playing well because it, it, it means so much uh, to a career and to a, you know, just a, you know, a, a bank account to, to win the FedEx Cup. So uh, I, I think they prioritize that just below the major. In mo- and, and for some players, I think actually prioritize it more because it's actually something that's more accessible in terms of real dollars. Hmm. So you're speaking of majors also. Uh, we've got six in the next 11 months. Uh, the first one is coming up here in two weeks, uh, the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Um, it's going to be a pretty exciting time over the next year. I agree with you, but I, I think Wingfoot's going to be amazing. I love that golf course. It's it's such a perfect, I think, test uh, for a U.S. Open, at, especially with the way that the, the players are hitting the ball so far now. Wingfoot can neutralize that because it is tough enough to do it. It's one of the few that can do that. Uh, and I think Augusta in November is going to be a really dramatic, almost I don't know, like a eulogy to the year or something. You know, it, it's gonna there's gonna be a sadness to it. I think it's like, wow, what a rough year we had. But here's a chance to maybe uplift everybody and then end it on a nice note. And then next year, you know, you got the you got the British Open and uh, excuse me, the Open Championship played finally again. And uh, and uh, you know, like you said, six of them, amazing. Uh, you know, it's a good time for golf right now. I mean, relative to the rest of the world, uh, you know, golf's obviously had to make sacrifices too, but the sport is lucky in that it doesn't involve a lot of physical contact and the, and the, and the games can be played. I think the NBA's done a great job, but I think almost, and the and MLB is doing a good job, but it's, it's, it's harder for the other sports. So golf is in a way can take center stage like it never has before. Of course, we'll be looking forward to Wingfoot, and uh, we always love to reminisce Bob's dad win in nineteen Bob's dad's win in nineteen fifty nine at the U.S. Open. There, uh, just maybe uh, before we let you go, a, a thought on Billy and and uh, the the champion that he was, and the kind of player it takes to win there at Wingfoot. Well, you know, this, this is not an original idea, but Billy Casper is probably the most underrated great player in history, uh, and I've heard that from many of his, his contemporaries and players who played with him a lot, like Johnny Miller and Mike Reed, who just said he was an incredible, you know, uh, master of ball control and his touch was insanely, you know, <laughs> gifted. And, and, you know, Billy was a guy who, uh, when he got in the hunt, he was steady and steely and he would close out tournaments at a rate, you know, that was, that was exceptional. And he wasn't always known for that because, you know, he didn't, win as many majors as and, and he, he's playing in Jack 
era started. And of course the big three was marketed beyond Billy's, uh, you know, sort of, um, public recognition. So I think with time now we're, we're appreciating more and more how great a player he was, even though time moves on and people get forgotten. It's funny how often, you know, like Jack Nicholas uh, honored, honored Billy's Memorial tournament and said a lot of things about him that were, you know, they were good friends and, and, you know, Jack, really admired how, how good Billy was and Gary Player thought that and, and Arnold as well. So, you know, I think the really nice thing about Billy Casper was later in his life, especially after his competitive career was over, what an incredibly warm and giving and philanthropic and just admired person he was and how sensitive and soft and, and friendly and, you know, all these things that he wasn't as a competitor because he was, a guy who admired Hogan and he would sort of self hypnotize and get into a trance. And, and that was his public image, but his private life. And, you know, I'm speaking for Bob now who knew him, you know, as, as his son, but he, he was just such a, uh, you know, one of those rare people that just had no boundaries as far as showing his, his, his love for his fellow man. It was really almost, it was almost unsettling to, to know, you know, this guy, would just hug somebody and talk to them and, and be their friend uh, without any, you know, real motive or agenda just because he, he loved life and he loved people. Mm, that's very well said. I mean, appreciate that. I'm sure thank Bob you, does. Jaime. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for taking some time. We appreciate it. It's always good to be with you. Enjoy the tour championship and uh, Wingfoot. I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm sure you're going to be there and uh, we are, we're not uh, going to be there this year and we look forward to returning to majors next year when uh, they can accommodate a few more of us, but uh, we'll uh, look forward to your coverage. You always do a great job on golf channel. We appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. I look forward to next year when we're all out there. The majors are always a great gathering yep. place for, yep. for all of us. So uh, thanks. Anyways, always a pl- Pleasure talking to you guys. Take care. You got it. Jaime Diaz, Golf Channel, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Always enjoy talking golf with Jaime. We'll take a short break. Our show continues next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Okay, let's face it. If you're not lined up correctly, the odds of you making anything are next to nothing. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. The distinct triple track alignment lines that you've seen on Callaway golf balls, they're now featured on the new triple track putters from Odyssey. It's shocking how much easier it is to line up your putts. Wow. Triple track technology utilizes a principle called, you ready for this, vernier hyperacuity. What? To improve your alignment and your putting accuracy. That's that same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. Hey, now that's reliable and accurate. And once you're lined up, you can focus on making a great stroke. Just like Bob always does, which is even easier since every triple track putter has a multi-material consistency enhancing stroke lab shaft that's been winning major championships and dominating at tour events around the world. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. 
Callaway knows you can't create new distance by doing the same old, same old. It takes unconventional thinking to create something transformative, and that's what Callaway did with the new Maverick driver. Maverick's Flashface SS20 was designed using artificial intelligence, a powerful supercomputer tested and refined thousands of virtual prototypes until it created Callaway's fastest, most forgiving driver possible. New distance is out there. It takes a Maverick to find it. Explore Maverick drivers at CallawayGolf.com. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. And the show is brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Big Bertha B21 Drivers. Distance any way you swing it. That's right. The new formula for distance built to take away the big miss out of your game and invite you Back to the fairway. Isn't that nice? It's a draw bias. Big Bertha B21 driver from Callaway. Check it, check it out today at CallawayGolf.com. All right. Thanks to Jaime Diaz for spending some time. Love that guy. Always great takes and uh, good insights, and we appreciate him spending a few minutes. Let, let, we, we talked uh, prior to uh, having Jaime on about DJ Rom and JT as the top three players in the world, top three in the FedEx coming into the week. Mm-hmm. Webb Simpson, let's not leave him out of the conversation, checks in at four going into the week, and Colin Morikawa. The only winner of the only major uh, so far this season, the PGA Championship. He checks in at number five and incidentally starts five strokes behind Dustin Johnson. So two back is John Rahm, three back is Justin Thomas, four back Webb Simpson, five back Colin Morikawa. That's how they started the week, not after the first round, but after they start the week. Uh, that That's the spotting, I guess, that you're you're giving to based on where you are in your position. Uh, do you – interesting to note that you got to go all the way back to Tiger in 2009, the last time the leader of the FedEx Cup ended up taking home the FedEx Cup. Uh, talking about who was number one coming into the Tour Championship. So it's uh, it's anybody's game, really, uh, despite the, the, the differential in the strokes. Yeah, Justin Thomas came in as number one last year, and he said it was really kind of unsettling for him to uh, start the event at 10 under par and be leading. So uh, he pr- promptly went out to say, and said he's not going to give Dustin Johnson any um, any tips or anything like that, but – you know, in my opinion, these guys right now that are at the top, especially the number one player, which is Dustin Johnson at 10 under par, it's time to keep the pedal down. Keep doing what you were doing the last couple of weeks. Keep that pedal down and and keep extending away. And we saw him do that 
a couple of weeks ago when he won by 11 shots. So uh, I think this is going to be a pretty good one for Dustin Johnson. I called it uh, three weeks ago that watch out for Dustin Johnson as the FedEx Cup champion. And he promptly went out and finished first and second um, over those two events. So uh, I think this is going to be a good one for him. And he may be our our uh, winner. Well, it would be fitting uh, if he picked up win number 23 of his yep. career and be crowned the FedEx Cup champ. And, oh, by the way, have a nice week off before heading into the next major the yeah. wing, at Wingfoot at the U.S. Open, where he is, of course, a former U.S. Open winner. Uh, Daniel Berger, Harris English, Bryson DeChambeau, and Sanjay, Sanjay Im and Hideki Matsuyama round out the top 10. Brendan Todd, Rory McIlroy at 12, Patrick Reed, Xander Schauffele, Sebastian Munoz, Kicking out the top 15. A couple other notables. Tony Finau in at 20 after a 65 on Sunday last week at the BMW. And uh, let's see. 65 shooting five under in his last nine holes. Oh, hot finish. That was amazing. Tony played some great golf and made some great putts on those final nine holes there. No no doubt about it. Uh, Billy Horschel gets in at number 30, former FedEx Cup champ as well. Yep. And speaking of champ, Cameron Champ, we had talked about him last week. Looked like he was off to a really bad start and likely not going to work his way into the Tour Championship, and he snuck in there at number 29. So Victor Hovland getting in there as well at number 27 uh, is worth noting. So uh, some good players, obviously, in this field. Scotty Scheffler as a rookie. He's in there at number 17. Uh, Xander Schauffele's in there. So um, there's there's uh, there's some good players to take a look at this weekend. I don't know how far back is too far in this format. I mean, Jeff Babineau, who joined us a week ago, said, you know, look, 10 shots, you got 72 holes. Guy gets out and gets hot and, and, and drops a couple of low numbers in the first two rounds, and he's right back in there. Or, you know, the, the, the number one player, in the, uh, you know, in this case would be Dustin Johnson. He drops an yep. even par or a couple over. Well, that's a lot of people back in. But, you know, you look at the guys there at even. You even look at the guys at two, three, four under par to start this thing. They're five, six, seven shots back. You know, they, they need a help from, you know, 15, 12, you know, 12 guys. You know, they need yeah. 12 guys to sort of play, you know, uh, at least have one bad round or mediocre round, and they've just got to go lights out, right? For yeah, they've got to have four. a fantastic week. Yeah, so yep. it, it is interesting. But, again, I, I'm okay with it because it rewards the play and it has to mean something, yes. you know, the, the, the first two events plus the regular season. All right, let, let's break it down, Bob. We mentioned – 15 big ones to the winner. Um, that's just uh, this the cash bonus from the FedEx Cup, but a lot of other, um, I guess, goodies, uh, spoils to go with it. Yes, there are a lot of goodies and spoils that go along with it. Um, uh, 2020 U.S. Open in a couple weeks, top five from the from the FedEx Cup standings. Uh, not otherwise exempt will be playing in that. WGC HSBC champions, uh, Century Tournament of Champions, WGC Mexico Championship, uh, 2021 Masters, and the 2021 U.S. Open. That goes to the top 30 um, as they get in this event. And, you know, the unique thing is that, you know, by qualifying, and, and I didn't know this and because it it's not something that's public knowledge, but the Century Tournament of Champions is huge. You know, these guys that, that uh, don't win this year still get in that winner's only event um, because of the shortened 
amount of time that that uh, the PGA Tour has been able to play. Yeah, and that that is big. You know, it's an extra tournament with a limited field for you to go out and make some FedEx Cup points and some cash to kick off the season early in January. So, yeah, that is a big deal. And, you know, it's also interesting to note that uh, while the top 30 qualifying for the Tour Championship get into the Masters and the U.S. Open next year, I'm talking 2021s, not the upcoming yep. in the next couple months, but the, you, you got to win the thing to get into the PGA Championship and essentially nothing, none of this qualifies you for the open championship yeah that's what it looks like but i'm wondering Um, bob i'd have to go back and look at some notes is this specific to the fact that the open was canceled and 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 being replayed so they're going to hold over some of those qualifications similar to why the winner of this doesn't get into the u.s open in two weeks or the masters in two months which I'm guessing all 30 of these guys most likely are in not, not all of them, but most of the, those that are going to contend most likely are already in those events anyway. But I'm wondering if that's the reason why you're not getting into the open. I, I don't know. Just wondering out loud. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting, but you know, in past years, it's been the top 30 has been, has played in all the majors. And, and I don't think that's going to be any different for 2021. Um, you know, you look at why they're not playing in the masters or the U S open, this fall is because those fields have already been set. They're mm-hmm. adding a few more to the U.S. Open, but the Masters, that field is already set. All right. Well, uh, when you look at uh, these players, uh, I think it's exciting, as I said, that the way things are stacking up uh, with the official World Golf Rankings lining up with the FedEx Cup rankings and seeing the best players battle it out. That was the vision when this thing was put into place. And, boy, we got one and two battling out in a playoff last week. Will we see the same thing? A little rematch at Eastlake coming up. This weekend should be good on a Labor Day weekend. Hope you're traveling safe. Thanks for taking us along. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. A little player of the year talk when we return right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant, game changers even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts, and I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back. Brian and Bob with you. And uh, as you may have heard over the last couple of breaks, we have a new sponsor here on Real Golf Radio. Really pleased to partner with and be affiliated with the new Black Desert Resort, which is uh, underway right now. It's under construction. It's being built, and it's a great opportunity for those of you who are looking for a little oasis in the desert. If you love heading to southern Utah, St. George, Utah, just outside uh, uh, the Entrada uh, uh, resort there. There's going to be a all new year round fun resort, especially if you love golf. Uh, I mean, this is Scottsdale style right in St. George. Southern Utah has tremendous golf, tremendous weather, great topography views. It's spectacular. People come from all over the world just to see the scenery and now picture a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course right in the middle of, of it all, and uh, endless hiking trails, residential villages, you know, world-class dining and shopping. This thing is going to be special. Check it out at blackdesertresort.com. There are residential opportunities available, limited exclusive real estate opportunities at blackdesertresort.com. You'll be hearing more, and uh, we're going to have Tom Weiskopf join us uh, soon to talk about his new yep. creation there in the desert. So uh, looking forward to look forward to hearing more about Black Desert Resort in Southern Utah and St. George. All right, Bob, we mentioned player of the year. You know, I look at it and you've got, you know, maybe maybe four or five candidates. Let's talk about Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, and Webb Simpson. I'm not sure it gets any further deep, deep than that. But JT, only three wins on the uh, the only player with three wins on the season. Does he have the upper hand or do you look at a two-time winner and maybe even one with a major? You know, uh, we had one with a major last year that didn't win. Rory McIlroy ended up winning the Tour Championship, and he became Player of the Year. So I, I think Justin Thomas is in the driver's seat if he were to win. Whoever wins out of those those guys, I think, are the is the guy that's going to be the Tour win the the Player of the Year. So it comes down to this week. Interesting. Yep. All right, we'll yep. talk more about that coming up on the back nine. I mean, DJ Rom Morikawa, I, that, those guys. Webb Simpson leading the Varden Trophy race, sixty-eight point yep. eight six. It's 
pretty strong. Great playing by Webb Simpson. All right, Caddy still to come on the back nine. Ryan Ballinger as well. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Facebook putting some new rules into effect today ahead of the November election. Measures including flagging and even the removal of misinformation. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg saying this morning in an exclusive CBS interview with co-anchor Gail King that no one will be exempt from those new rules. Anyone who's saying that the election is going to be fraudulent, I think that's problematic. And I think additional context needs to be added to that. It's not just anyone. It's not just a regular Joe. It's a president of the United States. Yes, This will definitely apply to the president once this policy goes into place. First time unemployment claims falling below a million for the first time in three weeks. The Labor Department report just out showing 881,000 Americans filed initial claims last week, 130,000 fewer than the week before. And this is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Dr. Douglas Kratt, veterinarian and president of the American Veterinary Medical Association. Many states across the country have recently legalized marijuana for medical or recreational use. Veterinarians have seen a spike in poisoning in pets. Marijuana affects pets much differently than it affects people. THC, the main ingredient of marijuana, can make our pets scared or very sick. If you have marijuana or edibles in the house, please keep them out of reach. And when walking with your pets, make sure they don't pick up anything you don't expect. Concerned your pet has gotten into pot? If they appear off balance, rigid, nervous, or if they're drooling or dribbling urine, vocalizing, having seizures, please get them to the veterinarian immediately. There's no antidote for marijuana, but a veterinarian can provide supportive care until it passes. For more information on keeping your pets happy, healthy, and safe, visit avma.org. That's avma.org. The White House and the Democratic Speaker of the House continue to clash over who should be issuing an apology. White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany saying this morning House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is the one who needs to apologize after making a visit to a hair salon in San Francisco this week in violation of COVID-19 orders in that city. McEnany saying Pelosi thinks she's above everyone else. That the elitism of Nancy Pelosi, the out-of-touch remarks of Nancy Pelosi, tell you all you need to know about Speaker Pelosi. Pelosi says she was set up by the salon and she's the one that deserves the apology. More Starlink Internet satellites have been launched by SpaceX this morning from Florida. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition and liftoff. And then a first stage of the rocket booster landed safely on a drone ship. And this is USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. 
It appears the Big Ten is having second thoughts about not playing football this fall. As sources claim, the conference is now looking at passing updated safety protocols to allow for a season to get underway. Insiders claim the Big Ten's return to competition task force is re-examining the possibility of playing in 2020 and is working on getting new safety measures in place and starting the season perhaps as early as the 10th of October. Wrestler-turned-actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson announcing on Instagram that he and his family tested positive for COVID-19, and he calls the ordeal one of the most challenging and difficult things his family's ever had to endure. For our babies, Jazzy and Tia, it was, um, they had a little sore throat uh, the first couple of days, but other than that, they bounced back and and they, uh, it, it's been life as normal. Uh, happy babies running around and playing, uh, but we have isolated ourselves as a family. It's what we had to do. But Lauren and I, it was a little bit different uh, for Lauren and I. We, we had a rough go. And a new SUV from Jeep can be yours if you happen to have six figures lying around. The price tag for a new fully loaded model of the new Jeep Grand Wagoneer will be more than $100,000. You can check us out for free anytime online at usaradio.com. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517, 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us on a Tour Championship Weekend Edition, also Labor Day weekend. Thanks so much for all of you for taking us along. Travel safely and have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Again, it's a Monday finish at East Lake for the Tour Championship. Also coming up, we got Patriot Golf Day uh, as well, yep. which uh, we're looking forward to. So a lot of good things. Uh, appreciate Jaime Diaz Golf Channel spending some time with us in hour number one. If you missed that and you'd like to listen, you can go to our Twitter feed at real golf and uh simply just click on the 
the interview and boom, it'll play right off of SoundCloud. Also, anywhere podcasts are found, you can look us up at Real Golf Radio or at Golf Radio. All good places. And uh, we sure love it if you give us a follow on Twitter at Real Golf. Uh, still to come here on the back nine, America's favorite caddy. We'll check in with him and have a good conversation. Ryan Ballinger uh, from GolfNewsNet.com also stops by a couple of our favorites. And we just appreciate uh, everybody uh, for talking golf with us. It's what we do and what we enjoy doing for 21 years now. And we appreciate all of you for tuning in and chiming in on uh, social with us as well. All right, Bob, some of the questions uh, on the table. We, we left off last hour talking about player of the year. I think yeah. it's pretty much a consensus that, you know, those top three or four guys, if they were to go on and win this week in the tour championship, that solidifies player of the year. No doubt about it. Um, Justin Thomas, he's got three wins with a WGC event. Um, Dustin Johnson, he's got a couple of wins with a um, playoff victory. Webb Simpson's got got uh, two. Dustin, excuse me, only has two. Um, then you've got Rom with Jack's event at Memorial and and a and a playoff win. Colin Morikawa with a major championship and a win. Um, so, yeah, you know, if anybody, if any of those guys, any of those five guys win the the tour championship they will be player of the year so no no doubt normally we go with P, with majors trumps you know that's the ultimate right. trump card right so right. morikawa's got a pair of wins with a major if he goes and gets now has three wins he'll equal justin thomas but his includes a major that trumps yes. the wgc so you give it to colin morikawa yes. john rom wins he's the fedex cup champ with three w's same as justin thomas but he's the fedex cup champ you give him player of the year dustin johnson yes. same thing he's got a pair of wins if he matches justin thomas you know he's number one in the world he's number one in the fedex cup he won the fedex cup he's got a two playoff two of the three playoff wins i think you give him player of the year so um same thing with webb simpson so yeah i think that's definitely the way it's going to shake out we'll talk more about this and uh also more tort championship discussion as we continue thanks for joining us brian and bob just getting started here on the back nine hour number two of real golf radio how did Callaway create their most advanced tour ball ever? They took Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball, and started from scratch, re-engineering every aspect of Chrome Soft from cover to core to make their best performing tour ball even better. Callaway invested significantly in their U.S.-based golf ball facility in Chicopee, Massachusetts, in order to achieve the next level of innovation. There, they built the new Chrome Soft with a larger dual soft fast core, a new high-speed mantle system, and a thinner urethane cover to deliver an unmatched combination of speed, consistency, spin, and control for complete performance. And now the new 2020 Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X are both available with alignment enhancing triple track technology. So you'll have that performance lined up from tee to green. This ball changes everything. Get your new Chrome Soft or Chrome Soft X golf balls today at CallawayGolf.com. When it comes to putting, alignment is arguably the most important part of the equation. Which is why Odyssey continues to set the standard for performance with the new triple track putters. Three distinct alignment lines are now centered on every triple track putter head. It's shocking how much easier it is to get it lined up. You know, it's the same visual technology used to land jets on aircraft carriers. It's that reliable and that accurate. And once you're lined up correctly, you can focus on making a great stroke with the Stroke Lab shaft. Get lined up with the new triple track putters at odysseygolf.com. Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You might remember our supercomputer. 
that number-crunching golf junkie that harnessed its AI brilliance to create flash fakes, a technology that unlocked performance never before seen in a driver. Well, after our supercomputer nailed the whole making a driver go farther thing, we gave it a new challenge to design faces for the number one irons of golf. So our Maverick engineers meticulously programmed our supercomputer. It was churning and machine learning until... Boom! Maverick Irons! A breakthrough in iron construction with uniquely designed faces throughout every set. Highly optimized performance for every type of play. We're talking explosive distance, incredible ball speed, and pin-seeking control. As for the supercomputer, it's training for its next assignment. Maverick from Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf, who introduces the new Big Bertha B21 drivers. Distance any way you swing it. You could be hitting the ball farther, and that's why Callaway's bringing out the new Big Bertha B21. It's a new formula for distance built to take the big miss out of your game and invite you back to the fairway. Who wouldn't want to hit more fairways and, of course, as Phil would say, hit bombs? An all-new Big mm-hmm. Bertha B21 drivers from Callaway. You can check them out at CallawayGolf.com. And if you want more detail, we did a deep dive with Dave Neville, Senior Director of Brand Management for Callaway Golf, last week on the show. And that's available on our podcaster list or uh, out on the Twitter feed at Real Golf. Tour Championship, uh, again, it's if you're checking and wondering what's going on, started on Friday, finishing up on Labor Day Monday, and, of course, players starting with, uh, what do they call it, FedEx Cup strokes so (laughs) dustin johnson started with 10 of those so he starts at 10 under par the final four uh 26 through 30 they started even par so somehow you got to try to race 10 strokes which is pretty difficult to do but again it's the ultimate pole position you get yourself into that first spot and you got two over the next guy and three over third place and so on and so forth and and, pedal down you got to keep going do you think bob i mean Justin Thomas admitted it was kind of hard to it, nothing. He's in his words, nothing could prepare you for having a lead like that before you even put a peg in the ground at all that week. So it kind of messed with his psyche a little bit, and it does give you one of those weird golf things where you go, "Man, I kind of obviously I'm expected to win. I've got I've been spotted all these strokes. Better not lose it." And there's some additional mindset issues there, huh? There are. There are. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you got you go into it knowing that you've got a two shot lead and, you know, now it's going to be another 72 holes. So you got you got to keep going. You got to keep playing. I thought it was interesting. John Rahm said that uh, Rory told him that last year his whole focus was and and let's you know, he started five shots back. Same position he started this year. His whole focus was that if I go out and win this event 
in the 72 holes of stroke play, if I win it, then I'm going to be probably pretty, pretty close somewhere to winning the FedEx cup. So, um, you know, let the rest of it take, take care of itself. But if I can go out and win the 72 holes, then I, I'm going to have a pretty good chance. So that's the way just our, that's the way Rory looks at it. That's the way I think Rom is going to look at it. And the guy that's leading, buddy, just keep the pedal down. $15 million to the winner, uh, which is really, really nice. That, that'll definitely make your weekend. But uh, let's not forget, uh, there, that's 15 of the $60 million FedEx Cup bonus pool. So right. yeah, just for making it into East Lake, you got 400 smackers coming at you. $400,000, no big deal. Uh, thanks for participating. Well done. Congratulations for making it to East Lake, huh? Yeah, and you've also got all the WGCs, which is a pretty nice thing. You just show up there and uh, play 72 holes, you're making money, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 that week. Uh, then you've got all the best top-tier events that if you go out and you play a, a, a few good ones, um, you know, Jack's event or Arnold's event, some of those invitationals, um, then you get, you, get some, you get some more good purse money with those because those are limited fields. Um, then you get to play major championships, you know, you, you can you by getting into that top thirty, and by winning, um, you're pretty good. You got you got some things in yeah. your favor for the next five. You're, years. you're you're really in favor. Yeah, we'll ask the caddy <laughs> what he thinks about that coming up here in a few minutes. But um, you know, this year a little bonus too because of COVID. Just by making it into the yep. Tour Championship qualifies you for the Tournament of Champions, which is yes. you know traditionally a winners only event at Kapalua in Hawaii. But there wouldn't there's just not that many events this year, so Correct. there would be short quite yeah, yeah be quite a small field. It's already a shortened field, but so yeah, congratulations, aloha to all those in Atlanta playing this week at Eastlake. Hey, real quickly uh, before we have to take a break, and we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy. We'll have an extended conversation with him, so we want to save some time. But um, Kevin Kisner, great interview this week. He was asked by a reporter, how many shots would you have to give a 12 handicap in a 72-hole tournament like the Tour Championship? You know, kind of along the lines of what we just talked about. And he just looks at it for maybe a second and says 68. (laughs) And the reporter seems a little dumbfounded and says, how'd you come up with that? And he's like, well, 12 handicap, 12 times 4 is 48. I'm a plus 5, so that's another 20, 68. (laughs) He said, I guess your (laughs) hidden talent is math. And he said, well, it's what I do every day. I walk from sprinkler heads to my ball, and i got to figure out the math, so I better be pretty good at it. I mean, classic (laughs) Kevin Kisner. Absolutely loved it. It's It's floating around social media. It's worth a watch. All right, we'll take a short break. Caddy joins us next. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. There are things in your life that stand out as significant. Game changers, even. They impact everything else you do. I'm not overstating when I say my choice to have LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision was one of those. Growing up, I had good vision. I never wanted glasses. One day in college, I realized I couldn't see the whiteboard. Finally, I broke down. I got glasses and contacts. And I was introduced to the world of irritated and dry eyes, contact solution, broken glasses, you name it. Finally, I had LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. This was a game changer. No more contacts, no more solution, no more glasses. Instantly, I could see. It was so easy, and it worked. My only regret was waiting so long. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with the latest technology, they give you more options than ever. Do yourself a favor. Go to HoopsVision.com right now and schedule your free consultation. And mention Real Golf Radio and save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Hoops Vision is your key to making sure sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. To find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. This segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and their new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. This ball changes everything again. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. All right, it's time we get out to America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, Caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio, and as always, we appreciate him taking some time to enlighten us with his inside-the-ropes insights. Caddy, how are you? Candy's suffering with a little bit of annoying back pain, just enough to to remind me that I, I need to move, and I I just can't find the right place, way to speak. Have you ever been through that? It's no fun. Well, I'm sorry for your suffering, Caddy. Hopefully a nice little chat with the, the boys on Real Golf Radio will make it all feel better. Make much feel better. Oh, <laughs> see, I've already forgotten all about it. There he goes. There he goes. You know what else would be good? And, you know, if you just dip that back in a nice cold river, um, which, you know, sometimes you do inadvertently. You've done that before. <laughs> I believe that's how I actually in- traumatized it the very first time. I think that's this is a residual of that near-life-ending event. But 
you know, you know, for our, for our caddy, for our, our regular listeners that listen to the show and are fans of the caddy, we could probably put together a pretty nice trivia, and that would be one of them. And of course, everyone would know the answer that that was his fly fishing uh, episode when he tripped and fell in the river. But anyway, uh, we there there are a lot of fun ones, you know, that that we could get into. But caddy uh, tour championship, uh, this is you know, I, I know you caddied in what you think is probably the golden age of golf. But how about being on the bag for your man that wins this week? He's taking home a cool 15 mil. How you doing? I think you're doing pretty good if he decides to spiff you. What do you mean he decides? You know, better, be, I mean, better be hitting that point one on that. I hope so. Well, not everybody gets the crazy, you know, Housewives of New York bonus on that one. I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's. I have definitely. I I I would be lying if I didn't say I hadn't thought about the paycheck at the end of the rainbow when coming down the stretch and you know when my player is in contention. Oh, really? If I said I didn't think about that, yes. Hmm. Yes. Well, you can because you're you know you're not having to hit the shots. So I guess it's okay to let your mind wander a little bit. The players try not to allow that happen to happen, right? They sure are probably better off not worrying about it. I I'm guessing. So, but if you were taking the 10% yeah. caddy and you got the $1.5 million FedEx cup caddy bonus, um, mm-hmm. where, what percentage of your caddy earnings would that represent? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Lifetime caddy earnings? Yeah. One, 1. 1.5 million? What mm-hmm. percentage would that represent? Yeah. Well, um, let's just say um, that's, 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 uh, I don't think 1.5 million, 1.5 million, let's see, 1.5 <laughs> million dollars as a bonus for caddying. I don't know. I'm, I'm traumatized right now. I can't even. I know, caddies for the love of the game, right? I mean, what can we say? Well, yeah. Look, um, I, you think about golf, it's kind of crazy. Um, I read a story today have, about how Jeff Bezos told his parents when they invested money in Amazon that they're probably going to lose all of it. He never expected it to to succeed. And look where, you know, never dreamed it would get to where it gets. And I think the caddying thing, it's, it's for a few guys, the jackpot's crazy. Just like three or right. two golfers, the jackpot stuff is crazy for just about everybody else. Um, you know, guys do it because they love to do it. Well, and, and some guys have gotten lucky. really nice things just besides the money. Wasn't there one that got a Ferrari? Well, with the money. With the money. There you go. He used the money to get the Ferrari. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, look, let's go back in time. My first caddy win was at the 1991 Phoenix Open. And it was the one of the six purses on tour that year. That was a million dollars. It was mm-hmm. so it was a big one. And my paycheck was $18,000 that week. And I thought that was all the money in the world. But I was coming from work, and I think I looked at my paychecks at the driving range back then. And it was something like, that was nuts. It was like, a dollar sixty three an hour or something. 
It takes a lot of hours to get up to $18,000 in a week. I don't think you can do that. Um, if my math's correct. So, yeah, and now you think that, not many, but there are tournaments on tour where a caddy, a caddy makes more than my player did for winning one of the largest purses on tour in 1991. That wasn't like a thousand years ago. You know, it wasn't crazy long ago. When I started caddying, nobody was caddying for the money. You were caddying because you liked to do it and it was a cool thing to do and you love the experiences and all that. Um, there's definitely more, there's a financial reason to do it now. How many part-time jobs can you get where you make $200,000 a year? Yeah. Not too many. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, maybe there are, are there some out in Utah? I don't know. Not where <laughs> I live. Nope. Not where we live either. So you feel pretty lucky. That's for sure. Plus. All right. Along those lines, Bob, and I'm going to throw this out to both of you. Um, would you rather, so understanding that you get a Tiffany crystal trophy and all that goes along. Yeah, I'm talking about as a player. Sorry, back to the player side. Uh, You get a Tiffany Crystal Trophy and $15 million on top of your win uh, from from the Tour Championship. So would you rather, in your career, if you could only win one, would you rather win one major or one FedEx Cup championship at the scale that it is this year? Caddy? I would rather win one major than speaking of Jeff Bezos, be Jeff Bezos. Wow. The money doesn't mean the, 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 the you know, it's there's, there's four tournaments in, in as far as I see it, there's four tournaments championships. We should call them that at least that I'd want to win first before you say money overtakes it. The FedEx cup is, it's, it's kind of cool because it's a series of stuff that is sort of a culmination of of more than just one week of good play, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of unique in that way. It's kind of a cool thing. But it's just, it's not a major. Sorry. It's just not. Yeah, and I go I go along with you, Caddy, on the major. I'd rather win a major than win the FedEx Cup because you win the major, there's going to be a lot more opportunities to uh, – to play in a lot more golf tournaments and win a lot more money, but you're always a major champion. Okay, so the, you, you guys both would choose the major championship for the immortality in the game of golf. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and there, there's not a price tag on that. I'm, I'm going to tell you that because you know what? We're talking about Wingfoot next week. Uh, well, the tournament is in the U.S. Opens in two weeks, but next week we'll be talking a preview to the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. We're going to talk about Billy Casper. And, you know, your Bob, your dad's total career earnings on the PGA Tour, 51 wins was probably a couple million bucks, maybe. Yeah. Over yeah, two and a half, almost three. Yeah. Over 30 years, yep. 25. Yeah, okay. So I get it. It's not just about the money. And, and I understand you grew up in a, you had a nice lifestyle, right? Your dad was able mm-hmm. to provide for your, for the family. But in today's world where that money is available, which it was not for Billy and Jack and those guys back then, okay, let let me just throw three guys at you. Justin Leonard, one major championship, Claret Jug. Jeff Jeff Ogilvy, who we'll talk about as well, who won the U.S. Open at Wingfoot in 2006. Ben Curtis won the British Open uh, in 2003, okay? 
Leonard made $33 million in his career. Ogilvy made $30 million in his career. And Ben Curtis made $13 million in his career. So just winning this week's FedEx Cup, you could get half of Leonard and Ogilvy's entire career or eclipse Ben Curtis's entire career. Boom, it's in the bank and you don't have anything else to worry about. Well, it's in the bank, but it's not career official money. The oh. bonus. Again, I'm not, go- I'm not talking about the record book here. I'm talking about the pocketbook. So that's and that's why you if you ask your dad why he played golf it was sure he was competitive and he wanted to be the best but he was out there the reason he didn't play the British Open so often is cuz he wanted to be able to make more money back home and provide for his family right right correct so at the end of the day if that's what you're doing and by the way I'm hearing a whole lot of that this week at Rory McIlroy about what matters most is going home to your family so if that's if that's it over golf immortality it just makes you think that perhaps you might consider the FedEx Cup as one of those options. Yeah, the money, uh, there is something to be talked about or discussed with how things used to be. Um, a, a lot of guys wouldn't go over and play the Open Championship for financial reasons or for difficulty of travel or whatever. But, yeah, even, I think, didn't, didn't wasn't Sam Snead kind of famous for saying how he lost money when he won the Open Championship yeah. that year? yeah. Yep. Yeah, so there's there's something to be said for that. It, times are different now. Um, you know, the, the money did matter back then. It, it factored in your decisions. So winning that, winning the Open Championship wasn't back then to a lot of Americans what it is now. It's it's probably a bigger deal now than it was. And everybody talks about how Arnold Palmer kind of resurrected it. Um. Etc. So yeah, that, I mean, look, um, they are professional golfers. That means they're playing golf for money. So lots of decisions are made based on the money. But the simple question was: Would you rather win? If, if you ask me, would you rather win a major or anything else? It's going to be a major mm. for me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd just rather, yeah. Okay. No, I, well, look, it's in, but it, here's my point is from taking it away. And, I, and by the way, there's no wrong answer. But with what the FedEx Cup has done, it has some, it has put itself in the conversation with golf's greatest accomplishments because of the payout. I mean, you know, you look at businessmen who, who are able to close big deals or sell their business in order to, you know, and, and, and become super successful. Now, you, the, the most successful ones tend to do that multiple times, right? Which same in golf. You tend to win multiple times and you continue to add to your portfolio. But I, I just think what the FedEx Cup has done and the way they've thrown the money at it, sure, it does it's never going to have as much history as a as the Open Championship and the Claret Jug or the Green Jacket and the Masters, and it doesn't put you in golf immortality, but it gets players' attention and it can be life changing, right? I mean, that that's at least fair enough to say. So I'm the wrong person to have in this conversation because I am actually very uncomfortable discussing this. <laughs> I don't think about the money, and just to say, just because I attach money to something makes it more important and that's just so off my moral compass it's not even funny so saying that it's in the conversation just because it's a lot of money is just it's just not in my dna well and that's what that's what tiger's always said tiger said go win golf tournaments the money the money's irrelevant the the money will take care of itself 
I don't think people sit around discussing who's the greatest golfer and will ever say, well, that guy won the biggest money tournament once, so that's got to throw him in the conversation. No. Did he, did he win that tournament? Yeah, winning that tournament, winning the Players' Championship is meaningful because it's the Players' Championship. Winning the FedEx Cup's meaningful because it's the FedEx Cup's kind of unique thing. It's different. But I think, for me, I discount the money, period. It doesn't factor in. It means absolutely nothing to me. You won this tournament or you won that tournament. If there was money attached to it, that's fine. Okay, wow. I'm impressed with your with your response. I mean, good for you. And again, I don't I don't think this was a moral discussion by any means. I mean, as you said, they're professional golfers out there trying to win as much as they can, and uh, they're they're getting compensated for their talents. I just thought it was. I think it's what they've done here to create it. And first of all, I'm getting more and more used to the idea. There's a lot of things about it that might be mm, a little bit a little bit different in, than golf, like spotting guys' strokes and things. But I, I love that they got the best players in the world, top three in the world, or the top three in the FedEx Cup standings, playing this one out this week, and, and I think that's going to be great to watch. So uh, anyway, that, that's that's some of the thoughts I had, and I think it was it was entertaining. I'm Like I said, I didn't realize I was going to almost strike a nerve with you. I thought it was really more of a kind of silly conversation or discussion. Here's another way of looking at this. So, Bob, what event in golf, championship event, whatever, has guys telling you there's nothing like the pressure I felt when I did this. What's the one thing that is above and beyond everything else? Well, there's majors and there's the Ryder Cup. Exactly. It's the Ryder Cup, right? Everybody will tell you there's more pressure at the Ryder Cup than winning a major. Almost everybody says that who's done both in those situations. You hear that all the time. I was just watching a replay of Kiwa. And it was just, um, I, I was revisiting that going, yeah, that is so true. The guys get so, there's, the, how much money is involved with the Ryder Cup? I see where yeah. you're going. Zero. Yeah. It's nothing, right? Zero, pretty much. So I think that's one way to look at it is what gets you really, what's really important to you, right? It, well, if you're getting really nervous about something, it must be really important to you. It is. Right? I'm telling you, if you got a putt yeah. to win $15 million and you're not nervous, something's wrong with you. I would agree. I would say, in fact, I, I will tell you an unnamed player told me one time that he was playing in a big money match. And he didn't have any money on the line, but he had a putt that was worth over a million dollars in the match to whoever he was paired with. And he said... He said that was about as nervous as he's ever been over a putt. And this is a guy who's won major championships. So that was quite a statement. But guess what? It didn't really have to do with the money. It had to do with not letting somebody down, which is the Ryder Cup, right? Mm. You, you don't want to let your teammate down. You don't want to let your country down. And that's, yeah, I, I promise you, you, you see – a putt that's worth going to make the difference between making that $15 million bonus and, and not, I, I would certainly think that's going to get your attention, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've really seen the kind of pressure effects yet coming down the stretch at, in, in this event versus what you've seen at the Ryder cup or what you've seen at majors. I don't really think I, which is kind of surprising. 
It, it's debatable. You you've seen it. Rory. You've seen Rory gets pretty animated. You know when he was battling Ryan Moore. I, I think there's some examples. Jim Furyk. I mean, who's going to forget that image of him hat on backwards, rain coming down, screaming. You know, fist pumping. You know. So I, I, I think the emotions there. I think it's cemented, and I think there's a lot of people out there listening that are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I make sixty thousand dollars a year, and if I had a chance to win fifteen million, you guys can keep your trophy. So, um, but no, anyway. but my my point was. Nobody's messed up. They, you know, everybody they, succeeds when they try to do it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> they're pretty. I mean, they're they're apparently able to, to not let it affect them very much because they're yeah. all succeeding at it. Good point. I mean, seriously, when is someone when is someone messed up to lose the FedEx Cup? Has it, I mean, maybe it's happened and my my memory's not right. But usually, guys win the thing. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's not so. Yeah, it's not yeah. something that gets lost. Well, Jack Nicklaus used to say most majors get lost, right? That's because he's and, winning them all. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was on the other end of that. Oh, come on, come on! He lost nineteen of them. Come on. <laughs> there you go. That's true. Good point. What a loser! Yeah. What a loser! Oh man! Hey, Caddy, we're out of time. We got to run, but uh, great conversation. Right. We'll look forward to next week when we'll count down to another major championship, the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Should be a good time. Thanks for your insights, pal. Good to visit with you. Alrighty, thanks, gentlemen. There you go. That's the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll continue the show next, right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. When I'm not on the golf course, you'll probably find me in a river. Sometimes I only have a short time to fish. Sometimes I'm out all day going from spot to spot. Either way, I always wrestle with transporting my fly rod. Well, I found the perfect solution. The River Quiver by Riversmith. Handcrafted and designed in Boulder, Colorado by fishermen for fishermen. This premium rooftop fly rod holder transports your fully assembled, fully rigged fly rod safely and securely so you're ready to fish. And it looks sick on the roof rack. Locked, loaded, ready to fish. Get your River Quiver at Riversmith.com. At Callaway, we spent years obsessing over how to deliver golfers a better tour ball. New materials were discovered. Recipes were fine-tuned. Then, finally, all the blood, sweat, and late nights in the lab produced Chrome Soft, the ball that changed the ball. Soon, Callaway was the fastest-growing major golf ball brand in the game. You'd think after such a feat, we sat back and cracked a cold one. No way. Come on, man. That wasn't enough. Instead, our engineers set out to achieve the next big thing, a complete reinvention. That's right. We blew it all up and doubled down big time, investing in our Massachusetts ball plant with state-of-the-art machinery and expanding our team of progressive-thinking engineers, all in pursuit of a revolution in golf ball innovation. So, here we are, a new Chrome Soft with game-changing distance, incredible feel, and exceptional control. Our highest quality and most consistent tour ball imaginable. The new ChromeSoft 2020. This ball changes everything. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. 
What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before you're listening to real golf radio now back to brian and bob all right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks so much to the caddy for stopping by. And this segment is brought to you in part by the all-new Black Desert Resort at Entrada coming to St. George, Utah, a full, full community resort experience featuring resort hotel, private residences, and, of course, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course and so much more. Real estate opportunities available. Go to blackdesertresort.com, blackdesertresort.com. And uh, really excited to welcome out our next guest. I'll tell you what, I think the first time I met Ryan Ballinger may have actually been down just outside of St. George in Mesquite, Nevada yeah. at an event. I think that was the first time I met Ryan Ballinger, golfnewsnet.com. Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, guys, how you doing? You, you've, you've spent some time down in southern Utah, right? I do. I love St. George. Yeah, not a bad place. So it'll be kind of fun to have an actual resort show up there amongst all the great golf courses. I haven't so. been there in... Almost seven years, I think. And really? Wow. It's, it's about it's about time to, to come back. You're always welcome. We'll be happy to be your host anytime you wanted to come out to Utah. Northern or I Southern. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, I know we've been talking about that. We will eventually make that happen. <laughs> we, we need to do it for sure. Your kids are getting older, and so, you know, you can start getting out and doing some family travel here when people start traveling again, right? Yes. Exactly. Well, I, I mean, I think once this kind of becomes a little bit more – uh, normal again. I think a lot of people are going to be taking some golf vacations. Me among them. You're here. Hey, Ryan, congratulations. I saw your uh, post on social media. Over 1 million unique visitors. Uh, really impressive. Talk about the growth of uh, golfnewsnet.com. Well, thanks. It's, uh, it's been a six year journey to get to here. And uh, as uh, probably a lot of people know, I'm more or less a one man band. I have some contributors who are fabulous and help me out. But you know, the day to day running of the site is kind of my baby, my livelihood, and it's uh, been pretty cool to, to finally reach a goal that I had in my mind for a long time. And you know, it, it doesn't happen without uh, without people who are interested in, and willing to listen to somebody that's a little bit different or somebody that's uh, not in the, the media establishment to, to talk about golf with them. So I'm um, very, very grateful, very humbled to be able to have uh, so many people that are come to our site each day. That's awesome. Uh, Check it out if you haven't done so, golfnewsnet.com. All right, Uh, Tour Championship Week. I'm going to get your thoughts on on general Tour Championship, but we just came off talking to the caddy. I was was a little surprised at how sensitive he was and uncomfortable he became when I started talking about money. Maybe if I hadn't said, hey, $1.5 million caddy take – 
where does that rank in your all-time caddy earnings? Maybe that is the question. <laughs> That's not a good question, Brian. Maybe, maybe that was the one that made him uncomfortable. So sorry about that, caddy. But that so, aside. <laughs> do you remember? Huh? Do you remember? I asked him when he caddied for the winner, the winning amateur. They won the, the Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. Yeah. I asked him how much he made. He clammed up like you can't believe. He doesn't like talking about it. He does not like talking about that. So for you throwing that out, I'm going, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. So so uncomfortable questions aside, here, here was what I threw out there. Would you rather win one major championship for your career or win this year's FedEx Cup championship? I mean, again, we've chronicled a $15 million bonus on top of your winning the tour championship money. So you're over $16 million for the week. And I threw these names out there. Justin Leonard, $33 million for his career. Jeff Ogilvie, $30 million for his career. And Ben Curtis, $13 million for his career. All three of those, one major, uh, no FedEx Cup championship trophy. Uh, what are your thoughts? I've thought about this a lot the last couple of days. Uh, the weekend, I, I think Shane Bacon had not exactly the same question, but a similar thought about well, which would you care about more? Do you care about winning uh, the Masters or U.S. Open or major or players or, you know, the FedEx cup. And I, I think it just kind of comes down to who you are, right? It comes down to who you are as a golfer. Bill Haas has a FedEx cup, but he doesn't have a major. He has what six PGA tour wins or something like that. Winning the FedEx cup is the pinnacle of his career. And that money that he made probably doubled or, you know, represents 50% of his career earnings. But if you're Dustin Johnson and you have more money than you're ever going to need, Winning $15 million probably doesn't do it for you in the same way. Um, I guess for me personally, I if I, if I were going to be a professional golfer, I'm assuming I'm the, I would be someone that doesn't win a whole lot. So if I was going to win win the FedEx Cup, uh, that would be financial security for myself, my family, and my next couple of generations. So uh, maybe someone who takes a long view like me would value that more than the, the singular moment of glory. That Yeah, I mean, you can – do appearances forever and sign pictures and be in history as a, a master's champion or a major winner. But does everyone remember who the master's winners are? No, not really. Does everyone remember who the FedEx Cup champions are? No, not really. So if it's all about the same, uh, maybe the money is it. See, and I, I'm totally the opposite. I'm totally the immortality. Uh, that's what the caddy and I kind of agreed to. But, mm. you know, I, I look at it as – as as kind of a money grab this one year you you win the tour championship you know you make your your 15 or what 16 16.5 million plus whatever you made during the year you know three or four million something like that now you now you're at 20 um or you can look at it as as an annuity that keeps on giving with a with a major championship especially if it's like a u.s open or a or a master's championship for a u.s player and, you know, I, I think that would probably, in my opinion, um, the immortality in the game of golf, winning a major championship on, on the resume, um, I think I would rather go with the major. I mean, I, I assume when I die someday that like 10 people are going to care. So <laughs> whether I won a, a major or not. So I, yeah. I guess maybe my thought is enjoy it while you're here. Take the enjoy the personal fulfillment of a seven, you know, an eight figure bank account deposit than uh, the immortality of being a master's winner. But I think that just depends on who you are. I mean, yeah. do you appreciate the, the accolades and the way that you're treated differently by being a major champion? 
if you do, then maybe you prioritize that and that's worth more than money to you. But if you just kind of don't care about what people think of you, then take the cash. The caddy mentioned off the air, his comment that I guess maybe resonates with me a little on this is if you, if you paid a hundred dollars to the master's champion next year, who doesn't show up to play? But if you only <laughs> offered a hundred dollars to say any other event, and let's not—I don't want to exclude the FedEx Cup, just any other event, right? The non-major. Yeah. You know who's showing up? Are people going to go down to Mayakoba to play for a hundred bucks, for instance? So again, it's not—I I get it, right? Money drives, uh, but there are some specific. Uh, obviously values that are placed on winning major championships. And, and I don't think it's necessarily uh, one's right and one's wrong. It's just an interesting discussion. And the bottom line is for most of us, $20 million, as you talked about, Bob, for a season, having won this year's FedEx cup yeah. is that's most of us aren't going to have the opportunity to, to do that in a lifetime, let alone over a one year period. So but you're, if you're, if you're good enough to win a major, you're probably going to make $20 million in your career. In your career. Well, Ben Curtis made 13, but in today's world, yes. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. All right. So out, that that aside, thanks for entertaining us, by the way, uh, Rye. Well, what's your thoughts on on the, the tournament, how it's evolved? I, I actually appreciate – I don't think it's – at least for me, it's starting to resonate as one of those traditions in the game uh, in professional golf that I look forward to seeing, especially this year. you got one, two, three in the world battling out one, two, three in the FedEx Cup. It's nice when it lines up like that. I guess how I'm starting to feel about the FedEx Cup is kind of how I feel about the players. And it's just something that you're uncomfortable with thinking about as important when it first happens, because especially with the tours, promotional mechanisms, go, this is important. Pay attention to this. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We've got a whole other bunch of stuff to pay attention to. But now the players is 45 years old. I mean, it's been around and it's proven itself to be a tremendous tournament. It, maybe it's not in the company of a major. Maybe it is have that discussion another time but it's something to look forward to it's something that you care about who wins and I, I think not the FedEx Cup is quite into that company yet but it is something that it's a culmination of the PGA Tour season that did not exist before and I like that I appreciate that because we get really good golf three straight weeks now because there's yes a big financial incentive to do it but that creates great golf tournaments and that's good. That's something that we need. That's something I appreciate. So I like this format. I know they've had three others before in terms of points and how you finish and how you win and what you win. I like this because it makes it, although it is weird to have a professional handicap tournament, it makes it really crystal clear for the viewer and it makes it really crystal clear for the golfer what's on the line and what they've got to do to win or succeed. And it worked out really well last year. I'm sure it's not going to work well every year. There's going to be, a year or two or more where there's absolute chaos and the top players tank and it turns into a total free for all. I'm kind of rooting for that this year. I'd like to see what it looks like when that happens. But if we get the, the top three guys who have been the best players on the tour all year competing for 15 million on Monday afternoon, that's going to be just as good in my opinion. So real quick, who, who do you uh, last 30 seconds? Who do you think about, or what do you think about player of the year? Who's it going to be? I think it's DJ. Uh, I think he gets it done. And I, I, I pretty much think if it's one of those three guys, uh, DJ Rom or uh, Justin Thomas, who wins the FedEx Cup, that's what's going to get your player of the year. If you get Webb Simpson in there who gets a, a FedEx Cup out of this, then maybe he sneaks in there and wins one himself. But 
Uh, Colin Morikawa only having the benefit of being able to win one major and play in one major in the season kind of dampers his chances, unfortunately. Yeah, it's a tough one. We'll see how it all shakes out. Dang it. The clock is telling us we got a break. I was just getting started. Ryan, always enjoy talking golf with you. Again, congrats on the success at golfnewsnet.com, and we'll have to have you on again real soon then, huh? All right, then, then that's what we'll do. Okay. All right. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Ballinger, golfnewsnet.com. Shoot. Uh, just get, I had so many questions for I We'll have to do it again. Yep. I, lo- I love Ryan. Yep. It's always good to talk to him. Check him out online at golfnewsnet.com. All right, we'll take a short break and wrap up the show next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back. Thanks to everybody who joined us. Ryan Balangi, the caddy, Jaime Diaz in hour one. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Real Golf. We'll post all the segments and the shows in their entirety there for your listening convenience or find us on one of your favorite podcaster sites. Uh, all right, Bob, it's interesting. You know, as long as long uh, along the money lines, caddy told yeah. me off the air that, you know, look, if you played the Masters for 100 bucks, how many players would not show up for that. Exactly. I mean, everybody would be there. 100% of everybody who's qualified would be there with an opportunity to win the Masters and get the green jacket. If you're playing for green jacket alone. So again, I don't want to demean the importance of the major championships, but my point was really more in saying this is a life-changing financial week for somebody. And, And maybe that's already happened. Maybe they've made so much money that that's already taken place. But for most of us, it's fun think to think. It. Each one of these guys every year is making at least a minimum of 800 to a million dollars to get to where they're at. If they're playing in the tour championship, they've made $2 million already this year. Yeah, that's a good point. And they got an opportunity to pile on that again this week. Well, Bob, before I let you go, you're headed to Alaska. You're going to go out there and uh, be in the back country. So I'm going to miss you next week. So I got to ask you right now, who's your pick for Wingfoot, huh? My pick for Wingfoot. Wow. Um, I am going to say Justin Thomas. Well, that'd be good. Guy hits it a long way, hits it pretty straight, and, you know, his all-around game is going well. Webb Simpson could be a surpriser. He's leading the scoring average and the Varden Trophy race. FedEx Cup decided on Labor Day Monday. For Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, this is Jay Ritchie, the co-host of Tita Green, the golf show, the show by golfers for golfers. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific time when we talk golf live from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network.